good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Very excited and a little nervous as well. Um, I know, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk on social media and everything that Chelsea is going through. But, you know, as football fans, we've seen everything happening in, in, in one week, actually. So, I'm just going to just wait it out and hope that, you know, Chelsea are going to make it to the Champions League. Well, there's a lot to talk about today, and it's been a very special week, as you can see from my jersey. I'm not wearing the uh, DCS uh, polo. I'm proudly wearing the colours of blue. And somebody else who's wearing uh, the famous colours of Leicester City is Akash. Warm welcome to the show again, my friend. Glad to be here, Nevin. And Bharat. Hi, Akash. It's really good to have you. And we've got a fourth guest. Yeah, we've got a full house today. Um, a friend of Nevin's and mine, I'm hoping, uh, he's just moved to the UK and he reached out. And it's really good to welcome uh, Vimo. Hello, Vimo. Welcome to the show for the first time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you know, uh, Bharat, there is a small story that uh, I would like to share. Are you there? Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I think I first met uh, Vimal at a, uh, there was a class going on. Uh, it was a football sort of coaching, I think, for referees or like just basically rules for journalists. Uh, this was uh, happening in Chennai. And so I met Vimal there. And back then I had like a cover, a phone cover with, I think, Didier Rockba or something Chelsea related. And I think that's how we started talking. So now you both Akash and you are going to get competition because we've got two Chelsea boys lined up on the other side. Yeah, Akash, um, I did not know this about Vimal uh, until a few minutes ago because I messaged um, Nevin to say Vimal's joining us. Uh, by the way, who did he support? And he goes, Chelsea. And I thought, oh my goodness, if I knew that, <laughs> I might have, you know, uh, changed my mind. But Vimal, you know, you're going to be in uh, Leicestershire for the uh, foreseeable future. So um, I'm sure we'll be able to get you around to the proper blue colour, supporting the right team, wearing the right shirt. Um, but you're new to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why Chelsea. Please tell me it had nothing to do with uh, Nevin's phone cover. Uh, so uh, about a little bit about myself. Uh, so I was uh, a journalist back home. I used to work uh, with this newspaper called the New Indian Express. And uh, I was there for around four, four and a half years. And that's uh, when I decided that <laughs> maybe I should stop with journalism and do something meaningful. I'm just joking, but <laughs> yeah, wow. you know, but <laughs> there's a message to all the journalists. <laughs> just wanted to, you know, explore what, what it's like on the business and marketing side of sport. And uh, that's when I decided to come to the UK. And I don't know if you remember, I had a small chat about the universities with you as well uh, a long time ago. Oh, it does seem like a long time ago because something happened to the world um, as we were talking. <laughs> yes, and uh, actually Nevin was the one who uh, shared your contact with me. And uh, so that's, that, that's, that's how I'm here. And about Chelsea, uh, it's a funny story. Like my brother was uh, in the UK as well, my cousin, that is. And uh, he was here during the early 2000s, uh, probably like right after the 2002 World Cup. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's the one who actually got me into Chelsea. He's like, you know, look at, look at Lampard and, you know, the players who were there back then. I think Claudio Ranieri was the manager. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's when I started watching Chelsea right after the 2002 World Cup. I didn't know what the Premier League was. I didn't know who the teams were. But, you know, my brother got me into it. And ever since I've been <laughs> looked back, 
Um, but um, you know, you didn't know much about the Premier League then, but you do now, obviously, following um, the uh, West London club. Uh, but now you're in the UK, you'll be able to witness it firsthand, and I'm sure through that knowledge, like I said, we'll be able to turn you into proper fox, no <laughs> doubt. Um, but I, there's only one place I have to start, and I have to start with a fellow fox, Akash. How was your Saturday evening last week? It was. It was certainly better than Nevin's. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I was genuinely happy for you guys, though. I mean, that aside, the fact that you did defeat uh, Chelsea. And I thought the, the handball was a little you know, off decision. I thought that that was not a goal. But that aside, I was genuinely happy for Leicester until the whole drama happened in the dressing room and all that. But let me not spoil you. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, so so when Telemans hits that goal and I just scream at the top of my lungs and rest of the match I can't speak because my I got a sore throat and it was very emotional and uh, you guys who have been supporting this club uh, for a longer time than I have it's a, it's a simply a magical moment and when you look into the history that we have lost four finals and there have been generations of people who have supported and aspired to win that prestigious title and they haven't they, they just couldn't cross the distance and so the, those emotions add up and finally this is the crowning moment of our club's legacy and I'm very happy about that and I have reached an euphoric stage after that victory now nothing nothing else can affect me even we, if we drop today the UCL spot it doesn't really bother me that much as it would have been if we if we had had it won a single trophy this season, hundred percent. And um, it's not often I cry at football games, but I did. I, I don't mind admitting that there was a few others as well. Uh, incredibly emotional and um, through gritted teeth. Nevin, you said you didn't mind, but um, how, how how was your Saturday evening? I'm sure you know you're being kind and saying because you know me and you know Akash and what Leicester means and what that cup meant, but uh, deep down, disappointed? Of course, yeah, very disappointed. I thought uh, I thought Chelsea didn't respect the final enough, let's be very honest. I thought uh, they had their eyes completely on the new Premier League fixture because I wouldn't um, understand why somebody like an Alonso got to start against Leicester in that final. I mean, he doesn't deserve to be the, you know, first choice left back. So, it was clearly Chelsea sort of thinking that, you know, they can relax or they can, you know, also afford to, you know, change the team a little bit and they took Leicester lightly. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I know sort of like, so that way I felt bad about the whole Chelsea not taking FA Cup seriously. But otherwise, uh, we, are, we are a very spoiled lot. We've seen a lot of you know, this club win a lot of trophies and FA Cup, okay, okay. I also will agree, uh, is that uh, the euphoria of an FA Cup probably doesn't really reflect to us here in, in, uh, in, here in India because it was always an additional trophy. I mean, uh, a season is not seen as a success for Chelsea if you just win FA Cup. So, um, so that way, I think uh, uh, we are also a spoiled lot. It did like seeing you and uh, seeing Akash and everybody being excited, I started wondering if Epic Cup was actually a big deal. Otherwise, I've, I've mentioned this before as well. It was never like my top priority cup or something. Premier League and Champions League always be, uh, you know, bigger bigger cups for uh, 
uh, as a Chelsea fan, I've been only you know focusing on these two major trophies. The rest was all for you know saying quadruple, double, triple, and all that. This is always an addition. Uh, but maybe from next season onwards, uh, I will start following FA Cup more seriously. I understand the heritage. It's just that it's very difficult to perceive it from here. I understand it means a lot in England, but it's really not affected me so much. So I, I'm going to go up, you know, I'm going to say that I wasn't heartbroken as much. I was genuinely happy for Leicester, uh, genuinely happy for you guys as well. And it really, that, you know, it was, it's a beautiful club to see the owner come there, you know, you know, have, you know, enjoy with the, uh, enjoy with the football players. That's beautiful. And I, I hope more clubs can enjoy that. And uh, that is what football will become. So all that, you know, so I think the journalist in me kicked out and was like, you know, taking over from the Chelsea fan. And uh, if, when you look at it, uh, look at that match from a neutral perspective, there was a lot to it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to build up the FA Cup because living here, it's, it means a lot. I know uh, what you say about um, Chelsea, it wasn't a priority, but um, you get that feeling when you have foreign managers and foreign players as well coming in. They don't seem to get it straight away un unless they come to one of these clubs. If I may add, if I may add, I think playing somebody like a, a Tammy or, you know, a Chilwell, they would have understood this more. As you know, as British lads, I think they would have wanted and they would have shown the desire to win it way more than you know the Chelsea players because I thought they weren't really running so much. You saw the same, you saw the you know Tuesday night match uh, against the same team, and Chelsea were dominating. They were pressing. They really wanted to win that match, but that same sort of desire was not uh, you know present on the FA Cup final. So it's clear, like you said, the the foreigners probably don't understand the value of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it was also before the game as well, um, Leicester win their tradition. I mean, there's a lot of traditions around um, the FA Cup, the whole day, the hymns and um, what happens in during and after the game. And one of them is that you can have a special suit made. The players come out in those suits. It's a big tradition. But the Chelsea um, were in their tracksuits, which uh, a lot of people didn't like here. It was going against uh, tradition. Tuchel wasn't in a suit. Um, I think there should be docked points for that as well, going against a uh, big tradition that we have here, disrespecting uh, our league. Vimal, you've been in the country, I'm not sure when you arrived, but did you get a feeling of what the FA Cup means here? And uh, a follow-up to that, I know where you live, so I hope you didn't have a, a Chelsea flag outside your window. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, uh, I've read about what the FA Cup means, uh, but... Uh, uh, and to be honest, I haven't gotten to understand the football culture in the country because ever since I was here, it's been in lockdown and, you know, no fans in the stadium, which is quite unfortunate. But I, I do know what it means uh, because I've read about it just purely on that basis. But um, from an emotional standpoint, if, if you're asking me, I mean, I consider every cup to be, you know, like really good. Like a trophy is a trophy. doesn't matter if, what, what name it has on it. And uh, I believe that losing the FA Cup was, was a big, big negative as far as our season is concerned. And it's more or less the story of our season, you know. We dominate, we do all good things, but, you know, when it matters, we're not winning. And that, 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 that sort of culture, as Nevin was saying, you know, we, we, we're a spoiled lot. We're used to winning. And when you see us, uh, you know, drop, drop out of games, like in crucial games like that, it's, it's hard to take. But... I think it's a process and I, I think I'll have to just sit tight and wait. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best I can do right now. 
Well, um, hopefully the season will start as per normally in August. So you'll come and um, see what the atmosphere of the King Power is like. And that will be the part of first part of your process of converting to a proper football club. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the final itself, Imal, um, how did you think uh, Chelsea played? And, you know, they did have a lot of the possession, uh, but it's just up front. And that's been an issue, with, especially with Timo, uh, Timo as well. Um, yeah. How did you see the game? Uh, I, if I would, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think both teams like deserve to win it. But, but in the end, that that goal was that goal was all. I mean, it made the difference. So, uh, congratulations. <laughs> but uh, I I believe like uh, as uh, as Nevin said, you know, like playing someone like Alonso, or you know, like he he's been not that great this season or for the past few seasons, and uh, and Chilwell. You know, playing against his former club, an Englishman, you know, he would have probably given an extra, you know, like like that 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 would have made a lot of difference. Even when his goal was ruled offside, I mean, <laughs> these are the kind of emotions that we want to see in a cup final, you know. And uh, that that was probably like a bad bad choice from the manager, I guess. But uh, overall, I think like there was there was no yeah there was no desire to win. This it, it's a cup final, and you gotta you gotta play like you mean it, you know. And you need to show some like uh, we we showed like the, I I don't know if you saw the uh, footage after the Premier League game you know the players all getting pumped up because you know of what the incident with the you know uh, with the flag and everything but if if they could have showed the same emotions and aggressiveness on the day of the final maybe you know the result would have been different is what I was saying yeah and I think the Chelsea um, performance changed when Chilwell came on there was a bit more mm-hmm. urgency and you can see mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you mentioned uh, a goal, and what a goal to grace the final, Akash. Um, I mean, it was a proper FA Cup goal. Yep. That that goal was something. I mean, it's it's hard to be on the other side of it, but what a strike, man! I mean, you gotta give it to him. That was something. You know, I, I I think many would have stopped him. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Well, I don't think so. It was right in the corner. Uh, you, was you know, but he went with the wrong hand, though. He went with the wrong hand. I guess, uh, See, Kepa is trying with his left hand when he's going to the right corner. But it's a bad, uh, you know, fundamentally wrong way of uh, goalkeeping. But good strike. I mean, taking nothing away from the Tiedemann strike. But again, that's another, you know, should Kepa have started or should it have been maybe so... That's another question that uh, I mean we'll never get the answers to. But I was really disappointed. It really didn't show like you know Chelsea desired to win. And if you're developing a team of leaders, you need to like Bimal uh, said, we need to be approaching these finals like kings. You know, going out there and showing the right spirit. This was uh, this is setting the wrong tone. I know uh, when the new manager was appointed, probably his uh, uh, the main uh, task given to him was to qualify for Champions League. But you know. Nobody's going to hurt. Nobody's going to say no to winning an FA Cup as well. So uh, it was a little bizarre in terms of who he chose to play. But yeah, I think we can only now look back and say, oh, this should have been different. That should have been different. If Alonso had scored a you know an amazing uh, bicycle kick goal, we would all be saying, what a you know what a brilliant uh, a choice by the manager. So it's all I think uh, in hindsight we can always you know look back and sort of say multiple things. But at the end of the day, Leicester won the trophy and uh, I guess deserved it. So. Yeah, and uh, just before we come to you, Akash, I've just got a message. I think this is probably for you, Nevin, and maybe Vimal. Uh, Janisha Rani saying, saying hello. Where are Kani and Tello? I don't know if that means anything to you guys. Yes. 
Kani and Tello are actually my pigeons. We will. I oh, you no, you 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 broke that news already. I thought you were going to save that for a breaking <laughs> news on this podcast. Yes, it was it was last Sunday, so they've been here for a week now. But I will give an update towards the end of the show. Brilliant, Akash. We've got to go back to the game because I'm going to be talking about it for the rest of my life. You know, um, when Tillerman's got the ball, will you like to shout and shoot? I was expecting somebody to take a long-range shot because at that moment and throughout the rest of the match, we had only one shot on target and we weren't attacking enough. We weren't testing Kepa. And Kepa is a is a weak spot. It's a it's a fragility in, in the Chelsea squad because over the past few years, his confidence has been tarnished. And the same is being happening with Timo Werner as well. So, as soon as you get the ball, flick it, try for... Try to make something happen at that moment because it's a final and weird things happen in the final. And uh, there is an argument of whether that was handball or not. And uh, I don't remember which channel, but they had a referee to linked up to their post show. And he quite clearly told that if you are not in an offensive position and your back is turned on, something like that, and uh, the team doesn't instantaneously attack, then it's not considered as an as a handball, so that clears us. And obviously, Chelsea's one was offside as well. And coming into this game, I thought Tuchel grew a little bit of overconfidence over us because obviously we have been the underdogs in the Premier League. We we are we were the underdogs going into this match, and uh, he thought that he had a pretty good squad set up for this one, and it would be easily able to you know toss us out of this competition but when that didn't happen and into the 68th minute Tuchel started to started to show that he really wanted to win from that moment and he made some substitutions all all of them were attacking substitutions but the main problem was he didn't have Tammy Abraham on the bench who has been the top goal scorer in the in the whole FA Cup uh, uh, tournament this year and I think tactical decisions were made a little bit you know by their overconfidence and over us and that what made Chelsea lose the finals and this is twice in a row last time it didn't look like an FA Cup final because again both the clubs have equally won silverware Chelsea Arsenal so it was sort of a mediocre-ish match and uh, now obviously if, if Chelsea, Chelsea shouldn't have shown this kind of attitude coming into this game because they are going up against Manchester City in a in, in, in a few weeks and then if you don't win a silverware, what confidence does it land up? Because today, even today, they are not in a safe zone. They could very well drop out of Champions League. We can do that, but it's going to affect them more than it does to us because we are still carrying on that underdog story. But they have been there. They have been overconfident and on the way, they have been complacent. Yeah, a couple of things. It wasn't a handball. Um, straight away, I didn't. I didn't have to get a second opinion, or you know, go to an experienced uh, referee back in the studio. It's so obvious, even at the ground, it was in a handball. Um, and in terms of uh, Chelsea and the trophies that bought through their money, I think we showed the way of uh, how to win trophies the proper way. 
Um, but also in terms of um, the offside and uh, the celebration, um, I don't know if it came across in the. Oh, I think um, it did because I watched the. I've seen the match a few times actually since. Uh, but the cheer for the uh, VAR decision was louder than when we scored. Um, Nevin, did you think uh, that was a harsh decision? I know what you're going to say. No, I, I don't think uh, the offside is a harsh decision. That's what VAR is there for. So, obviously, even if it's just a headline of the difference, this is what technology is. I mean, so I thought the VAR was used there properly. With the handball, I have a completely different take because it's clearly a hand that's away from his body and it is taking the ball in a different direction. So, if that is not a handball, then I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't understand football at all. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I mean, I think that was lucky. And uh, just to counter Akash's point, it does affect play. It just goes to the, it goes to uh, Telemans and that's how you score a goal. So, it's not like, you know, there was some 50 pass after the handball and that's how he scored the goal. So, clearly, uh, a little hard done by in that point. But like I said, I think uh, Leicester deserved to win the title. So, I'm not taking anything away from the, the game per se. And also with Taylor Wins, I think, uh, uh, a very good midfield. I, I'm sure even uh, Vimal would agree with this. Chelsea have really lacked goals from the midfield. You know, of, of Kante is super, coach is nice, uh, Jorginho does whatever he does. But there is nobody who can, you know, hit a shot from that, that region. And... If you see what has happened against Leicester, uh, what happened previously against Arsenal, is that once the team parks the bus or you know starts putting men behind the ball, Chelsea have no way to crack it open. They've just put in a lot of crosses, hope that somebody like Giroud can come in. Giroud is out of form, so you can't expect him to just come in and score goals for you. So that plan B should have been ideally somebody who can you know you know remember that somebody like a Dan Pirlo, Scholes, all of these guys, Gerard. These guys can even Lampard. I, mean, I don't know why for other teams. Yeah, so, you know, all these midfielders could just score, and that would have, you know, uh, ensured that the shape of the defense is broken. Right now, you are allowing the team to put ten players behind the ball and sit there. And uh, I think Telemans sort of showed what Chelsea is missing as well, and maybe that will be rectified in the summer. A player, Vimal, I was slightly well, not. I wasn't disappointed he had a bad game, but it was uh, Mason Mount. Um, he didn't have the best of games, and he's so influential. Um, you know, uh, never mentions the midfield, but he is a big part of that, but he didn't have his best day in the final. Well, I can't really say bad things about Mason Mount. He's, he's probably been the best player, and I know it's not probably he's been the best player for me, at least. And, you know, he's, he's, he's what, 2021, 20, and... I don't, I don't like, you know, like how many players have, you know, won everything at 21? Like you, you can't name a lot. And, you know, and he developed like I, I, when, when he came on to the starting 11, you know, a lot of, a lot of fans were like, you know, who Frank Lampard's be, you know, being way biased and everything. But, you know, he proved it under a different manager from a different country. And, you know, he, he kept a spot, which, which shows that, you know, he's, he's actually capable of making it to the top. And I, I, I can't really put any blame on him for, you know, going uh, or having a bad match but this is probably a great learning experience for him as well because you know he's, he's just starting his career and he's, you know he's probably going to make it to a lot more finals <laughs> yeah absolutely so, uh, yeah he, he's guaranteed starts of england in the euros in a few weeks mm -hmm. time but i definitely don't want to turn it into a chelsea show 
um, because it's all about Leicester this week. Um, <laughs> but um, Nevin and Bimo, uh, are you convinced by your front line for next season in terms of goals? Mm. Uh, I'm not convinced, but I I would ideally uh, I don't know if Nevin would agree with this, and we've had arguments about this uh, earlier. So. I actually didn't want Frank Lampard to get sacked, and I, I, I am okay. Yes, I am okay with waiting. You know, I've had, I've seen a lot of trophies, and you I think I've got. Your I've, owner isn't. Yes, yes. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> or fortunately, but anyway, but I'm, I'm okay with waiting, and you know, I would really, genuinely be okay if, if these players have been given one more year. But I guess that's not going to be the case with speculations about Tammy, you know, moving out, and I don't know, possibly. Uh, one Mr. Harry Kane coming our way, but uh, uh, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <No. laughs> so that's that's uh, that's my take on it. But uh, I genuinely believe that, like 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 you know, Nevin said, like we've been missing goals from midfield. Like I grew up watching Lampard and Essien like banging in out, like you know, screamers from thirty yards out, and now we've got like Rudiger and Zuma trying to take shots on, <laughs> which is embarrassing. I mean, if it goes in, yes, perfect. <laughs> but you know, otherwise, it's 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 not the way it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know. And uh, that is kind of uh, even even during Eden Hazard season. I mean, when he was there with us, even though he used to, you know, like you know, not score on a regular basis, he used to give us those moments of magic. You know, that special player who can actually change the game. We don't yeah. have one of those yeah, anymore. That's what you're missing. Yeah, that creative yes. uh, player in the midfield. Uh, but let's talk, talk about the champions and the FA Cup and um, Akash and, um, you know, the back four. How special was it to see Morgan come on for the last few minutes, do his job? That's clearly a smug move from Brendan Rodgers. I mean, he knows exactly how to get on crucial nerves. At those dying minutes, he brings out a person, a club legend, who has been suffering with back issues throughout this season. When Johnny Evans goes out, he doesn't bring in a straight-away substitution like for like change. He brings out Albrighton. And then at the last dying moments, he brings him out. Chelsea scores. It's an offside. It's more. It's kind of Morgan's and Solchu's misunderstanding between them. But it doesn't count. And then in the crucial minutes, he just heads away the ball. Casper hands him over the trophy. They celebrate. It's a beautiful moment. Mm. If you love this club, you love that moment and you love that decision that that was chosen. I don't know. Today is Aguero's last game. I don't know if he starts, if he sits on the bench. But City has already won the trophy. I don't care if Aguero just stands there for 90 minutes. I mean, give the people what they want at the end of the day when you have secured the trophy. Show that kind of smugness. Show that confidence. Because the other manager turned up in a tracksuit. Punish him for that. 100%. I agree. Um, you know, I said at the start, they, it, it's going against the tradition. I think that be, should be stepped down on. And uh, the FA should look at docking a couple of points for Chelsea for just disrespecting uh, uh, the league and the nation's traditions. Uh, but um, Akash, I have to ask, um, which other club would bring out their owner to celebrate? And he would get such a reception, not only from the players, but the fans. Um, we are, I think, uh, a lot of people said it on the day as well, everybody's second favourite club, although uh, Nevin and uh, Bimo will totally disagree with that. But it's just a fantastic club to be associated with. Absolutely. I mean, top comes and celebrates with the boys. There is no like levels to that celebration. He knows everybody. 
everybody is familiar with him this sheer uh, connection to win it for the boss who sadly passed away way too soon and that shared emotion really brought us together and i have i have not seen a an owner i mean i have seen some great uh, great initiatives taken by owner like manchester city's owner is doing right now he's flying uh, the the supporters to the champions league final but there are levels to it our our owner gets into the dirt with us celebrates with us he stays on shows emotions shows passions invests in the club steps right up when we needed him the most after his father's untimely demise and now look at us i mean we are people are expecting us uh, that we have bottled this season but oh no 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 i wouldn't even use that no 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 i just want to say that like look a couple of years earlier we were in the championship then we then we are in an astronomical rise and that doesn't happen overnight many clubs came before us watford hull city look at how they were managed and how we are managed that's a great thing i can wait i can wait another 10 years if i see you know contesting regularly for the top 6 spot i don't want to see a mismanaged situation where fans come into the ground protesters protests are going on and it's an anarchy i don't want to see that i want to see the club owner is friend is is friendly with the staff friendly with the boys he conveys the message to the boss there is there is minimal hierarchy in in that sort of sense and he is he he comes to the training session watches the boys play and he just backs us and that means a lot to the boys yeah 100% he's been incredible even at the game um i know all the fans watching at home got gifts and um uh, those of us lucky enough to be in the stadium we got a couple of extra things which is very very special that the club does on a regular basis scarves and hats and things like that so you know he didn't have to do that but he spends his money doing that um nevin um if abramovich was allowed in the country he isn't at the moment but if he was what sort of reception would he get if he came out into the stamford bridge uh, pitch uh, and lifted the trophy i i mean i think he'll be well uh, he'll get a good reception he's one of those nicer owners i think. like he's actually you know up the, the club and you know invested a lot of money in it and uh i mean as a chelsea fan again he spoiled us with you know giving us good stuff throughout uh, throughout what about 20 odd years now so uh, i mean i like roman abramovich i don't think uh, he in any way hated by the club supporters if they do hate him i think i'll be a little surprised and like uh, i think the only reason you might dislike him is because of the constant change of managers it's a very sacking somebody like a frank lampard but i don't think roman abramovich will be hated but maybe not the same kind of you know uh with lester i think they, he was he was like a player just like everybody else in the dressing room maybe with abramovich there will be a little bit of a distance but i don't think he will be booed or anything it's nothing like the glaciers or you know the ffgs and all that stuff so I uh, and to answer your question, which other owner would uh, you know celebrate like this? I'll give you the answer: is uh, Ranjit Bajaj with Minerva. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned <laughs> you, you mentioned Ranjit, but I think uh, <coughs> excuse me, I think uh, Rohan, a friend of the show, has been offered yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. He's been offered the same. If Orisha win the ISL, he'll be welcomed yes. onto the pitch by the fans. Uh, but Vimal, do you, do you get the fact that you know, for a club like Leicester, who've not bought any of the trophies, you know, we've worked hard for it, and um, and then you look at the likes of Man City and Chelsea, and 
Uh, do you get the, you know, what it means to win these trophies after working so hard, whereas Chelsea, I mean, for want of a better phrase and sentence, have bought the success? Of course, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, I was, uh, I mean, even as a rival fan, to watch uh, Mr. Wichai's son come onto the field was really good. It was a feel-good moment for football in general, if I can say that. But uh, I know I, I kind of understand what it means to Leicester. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Michael, who, in my opinion, was the man of the match. But uh, he was talking about his first interaction with uh, Mr. Wichai uh, when he bought the club. And he was saying that, you know, in, in a few years, you're going to be playing in the Champions League. And, uh, and that actually happened. And, you know, that kind of... That, I mean, the, owner, the owners are giving the players a chance to believe, you know, a chance to dream. And that, that, that is not, you know, like that's not very, uh, well, it's not seen often, you know, in football these days. And I actually cannot be like complaining about this because as Nevin said, I'm extremely happy with my manager. Uh, I mean, I mean, my owner and how he's been looking after the team. But if you see the protests about, you know, the Super League and how these United fans and Liverpool fans are, you know, coming onto the stadium, you know, disrupting matches. That is that is not football's a common man's game at the end of the day. And you know, and it, it's it's about the fans. And if, if 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 the owner is working towards making the fans happy, then he's the right owner. It's not yeah. it's not just about the business, you know, it's not just about the money making. Obviously there is a commercial side to it, but football is much more than that. That's why it's the beautiful. And if I thing. may, if I may add to Vimal's points there, like it's very easy to just say, you know, Chelsea bought the trophies and you know spend a lot of money and all that. But they did spend the money. You know, you can have rich owners and not spend the money. You can have like rats in the ground and you know leaks and whatnot. And let's not forget the fact that uh, Chelsea women's side they've been dominating, um, you know, the league for so many years. They've you know, they get they get the best of facilities. Uh, uh, Chelsea have really believed in that team. They were the first team to take away the ladies tag and you know call it a women's team. Uh, so you know in in so many ways, it's not just about having the money. It's also about how you use it. So yeah, I know it's very easy to just say you know Chelsea bought the trophy, and I mean there is some element of truth in it. They did invest a lot of money. But what has the clubs like Manchester United and you know, Arsenal's who've always been rich, who've always had money, what have they done? They should have been also investing and, you know, growing bigger. And so, it's, I mean, I sometimes really irks me when, you know, people know about saying, you know, you know, Chelsea just bought the trophy or City just bought the trophy. A lot of people had the capacity to keep doing it. And in fact, I would say the reason why a certain club was dominating in the 90s or 80s or 70s or whatever is that they were financially better than most other teams. So, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the next 10 years, you don't know what happens if, say, Abramo is just not interested anymore. Chelsea will again go back to being a mid-table club or whatever. Mind you, when Chelsea was bought by Abramovic, this was a side that had already qualified for Champions League. I still remember watching that Liverpool match. We beat Liverpool 2-1. And Chelsea had qualified for Champions League. It was not like a team that was 17th in, or, you know, 16th or something. It was a top top tier team with the likes of Zola. Uh, Petit, Desailly, these are all like World Cup winners of France. So, I sometimes, I mean, sometimes it really hurts me when people just say, it's just money, it's just money. It's all, always a good club based out of that. Uh, I think your defence was a little bit strong, which shows a little bit of guilt there. But no, I'll let that one go. But um, I'm just going to end this segment that, you know, as a Leicester fan, I'm sure we're going to win more FA Cups, more trophies. But, you know, like everything else in life, the first one is special that will always live uh, be, uh, with you. 
So, um, yeah, amazing day, amazing week, and it's going to be an amazing summer. And um, a little bit agree with Ak Akash in the sense that, you know, the match on Tuesday, I thought it was a bit early. They should have played on Wednesday. Uh, Chelsea did have that, you know, element of uh, they wanted to win that a lot more than Leicester. But we arrive at a big day today in a couple of leagues, and I want to take your views on the other leagues, but let's start with our own uh, big games. And um, I have to start with you, Akash. Um, do you think we'll get there? The only thing that is in our hands is getting the win tonight. The rest are the probabilities that we don't have any direct control over. So, I am expecting a lot from the Villa fans today. I know this is this is this is going to rub them the wrong way, but I am expecting because because literally in the last game, yeah, we were not the better side. You were the better side, but still the score was two one, and uh, I was a Perez almost missed a sitter at the at the end. Yeah, that was and, yeah. Uh, and I think that that minute difference, and, and we have been like this. Our team plays like this. We are always, you know, not getting most out of our position. We are not scoring three, two, four, five goals, uh, except if it's Manchester City. Uh, but yeah, we 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 thrive in that domain. And uh, I think in the last game, the fans made a big big difference in the in that match. And. Uh, in the FA Cup, you again had equal amount of fans supporting for both the sides, Bharat being one of them. So, that made the difference. The score was 2-1 and I think the Villa fans can come in and make the same amount of atmosphere. And they and let's not forget, they have been good this season. And Jack Grealish is back. So, I'm expecting a lot from that game. I'm not expecting Crystal Palace to beat Liverpool in any way or I'm not even expecting a draw. It may be Roy's last game, but no, I don't have any high hopes over there. But in the other fixture, I do. And the priority would be to win against Tottenham. That's our main goal. That's what we can aspire for and that's what we can dream of. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the Palace-Liverpool game, uh, let's not even bother with that. Especially, you, you know it's there when your goalkeeper scores in the last second. So you're going to make the top four. Uh, so forget the red side. It is um, the Villa-Chelsea game. Uh, Nevin... Going in there confident after Tuesday night. And like Akash says, you know, Villa are a tough side. Grealish is back. He's, he wants to get into that Euro squad. I'll be very surprised regardless of his performance today. He won't be in it. But um, it's not going to be easy for you guys. And I think uh, um, Grealish is not their best player. I think Martinez on goal. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's a big problem as well. You know, he's so much of so many clean sheets. Regularly contributes to FPL points, so <laughs> um, I I'm worried. I'm definitely worried. Villa is a proper rival, and uh, so I don't think Chelsea will have it easy. Which is why I was a little upset with you know fans celebrating on Tuesday like this was a done case. I mean, Do you know what? Yeah, this reminded me of uh, when we won the Premier League and Arsenal beat us two one. Then they put out that photo in the dressing room that you think they'd won the league after that game. And that has a little bit of a ring to this one as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost feels like that celebration after the offside goal in the FA Cup. <laughs> it was mad well, and then suddenly had to go back. So, I, I really hope uh, uh, the team is focused. My only worry with Chelsea is that I think it's a good side. They need to start finishing. You know, they, a lot of possession is nice. It reminds me of... Uh, the team post invincibles for Arsenal. There was you know a lot of fantastic footballers, but nobody scoring goals. So 
um, uh, this this is that kind of site for Chelsea. Uh, I really wish that uh, in the summer, uh, to answer your previous question, that uh, Chelsea do need a deeper striker. Werner is nice, Harvard is you know silky and all that. You need the you need the ugly. You need a Suarez. You need the guy who will. Uh, put his body on the line or do whatever it takes to you know score goals for, and that's been missing for Chelsea. And against teams like Aston Villa, this is what you need. You need that you know that personality in the in the penalty box. So I am a little worried. I I don't think this is like any close to uh, you know. I I don't think we should be celebrating at all. Um, I, I hope Chelsea doesn't have to do with the tough way by winning the Champions League. Um, and uh, you know, I hope they do qualify, but I I don't think it's uh, it's done. And yeah, even I feel the same about the Liverpool match. It's just uh, it's almost like destiny that you know Allison has to score a goal like that, and you know things just started working. But you know, I'm also sort of I hate Liverpool, but I also sort of understand that they've had very tough season. You know, there's so many injuries, and you know, it was almost a freak season for them. And uh, credit to Klopp and uh, the entire team for staying there. They, they, they stayed in the hunt. They didn't give up. Uh, so I think it's all. I, I think all three teams deserve to be there for their own different journeys. Um, but only two can make it. So it'll be very interesting, very nervy Sunday night coming up for us. The only reason you empathise with Liverpool's injuries is because they've got a good media organisation that put this out. If you heard about arm injuries that we never talked about, and I'm sure it was the same with Chelsea, I never looked into how many injuries you had, but uh, I don't think that was the main reason uh, for Liverpool um, and one player. And, and to be honest, if you are a top side who want to compete in multiple, look at Man City. Yeah, yeah. You need to you need to have the squad strength for it. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm playing an academy player," whatever. It's your choice to play an academy player. Yeah. And they were the reigning champions. Um, yeah. How much of a disappointment, uh, Vimal, I know you said you wanted Lampard to uh, be, still be the manager, but in my opinion, if he was, I don't think you'd be in this position. I don't think you would have been there last Saturday. Um, but I'm glad you were, because I think we had a better chance of beating yourselves than Man City. Uh, so I'm glad uh, the change was made. Um, but uh, in terms of today, how... Much of how how will you rate the season if Chelsea don't make the top four? Set aside the Champions League final. We'll talk about that. Well, bad because you know we 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 are a club who want to play in the Champions League every year, and if we cannot make that, and considering that we've lost a, a chance to win a trophy as well, it is I would I would rate the season as a bad one, especially after all the. You know, noise around sacking of Lampard and Tuchel transforming everything in a couple of months. Uh, and uh, like you said, uh, as you said, that we wouldn't have probably been, you know, playing at the F in the FA Cup final if, if Lampard was still on. I would like to add that if not for Lampard, we wouldn't have been playing in the Champions League this season. You know, he helped us qualify for the Champions League with a bunch of kids who've been, you know, who've never been experienced like to play in the Premier League at least, and that that is the reason why I, I am okay with you know letting people stay and you know like as you said like see Liverpool had a bad run, and more than Klopp getting it together he was he was he was let to you know give a chance he was given a chance to you know basically bring the team back, and with with the latest winner with Allison and everything that, that that's what a team should be about you shouldn't just kick people out just because things are not going your way. I mean, we've seen. I, I, have a dis I I'm just interrupting. 
I'm okay if there is some progress though. Like the moment Klopp came to Liverpool, they were playing a sort of football where we could all, you know, the, you know this team was improving. With Lampard this season, I didn't see that. It was just a team with, you know, no sort of tactics and, you know, it was all over the place. That was my only problem. I would have loved Lampard to become a legend. Yeah, that's the thing. So, maybe this yeah. was just all over the place. The, the appointment of Lampard maybe came at the wrong time because he's, he's, he's again, a very amateur manager. He's just getting into the game. But if you've given him a chance, then, you know, make sure that you, you, you don't throw out someone like a Lampard because the results are not going away. I mean, Nevin, come on, we've seen trophies for so many years now. I think we should be... I still want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we should well, be a little more patient. I, I guess this, this is what happens. The so-called top six always dominate the conversation. Let's steer away <laughs> to proper football. I, um, I don't think I'm going to get... You are, you are top six, but if you didn't embrace well, the there, there, there's Well, there, there's a couple of other clubs from North London who think they're in the top six and they're in the big one of the big six. But um, I don't think I'm going to get an unbiased answer here. But let's go. Um, I want you to that will join Man United and Man City in the Champions League. Nevin? Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool. Gimel? Well, Chelsea and Liverpool. Akash. Bring a bit of realism into the show. <laughs> sorry? Akash, sorry, I missed your answer. Brilliant, there you go. Bit of realism and not uh, this fantasy football that some clubs uh, live in. Uh, I can't agree. I can't believe that all four of us want Liverpool to qualify. Shit, I'm, I'm changing. I want Leicester and Chelsea. <laughs> I think it's simply because it's like you said, uh, Alison, with that last minute, last second goal, yeah. not even last minute, and um, who they got at home today is a done deal. They'll have fans as well, which will make a difference. But uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm really looking forward to four o'clock tonight. Um, but there was um, a huge. Uh, uh, title decider yesterday in La Liga and I was so happy for Atletico to win it uh, half time the results were weird um, but you saw the pictures I'm not sure if you caught the game your feelings Nevin really happy for Atletico or were you uh, hoping Real Madrid would continue with that dominance no. No. I'm super happy that Atletico uh, I have a bond with Atletico whenever I play FIFA I always play with Atletico so I've had like multiple seasons with this team. So I've sort of like, um, in some sense, uh, this has been a, you know, a, a B team for me in case I have to support the team from La Liga. This was my team. Uh, they, were, they were the perennial underdogs, right? They fought, fought, fought. They, regardless of, you know, who went, they just kept pushing these uh, top two. And uh, I think Diego Simeone and what he does with that um, Atletico should go down amongst the greatest footballing team. I know we talk about, you know, Guardiola, Sachi, Mourinho, whatever the cries and everybody is. I think this team and what Simeone does with the resource he has, it's, it's absolutely top tier. And uh, it's also my kind of football. I, I like when it's, you know, it's tough and ugly and, you know, somehow eke out a win. I think that's, uh, that's the kind of football. I, I think Suarez sort of typified the... Uh, the the Atletico spirit of you know wanting that desire that extra desire to win. I'm happy. I know I thought they were going to choke it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the Yeah, but I'm glad they they pulled through. The fans deserve it, considering the Champions League finals that they've lost. They've come so close so many times to so many titles. So to finally win would be uh, would be also uh, testimony to great scouting that they do. 
they keep finding these top players uh, from South America, you know, from Aguero, Falcao, Diego Costa, uh, Diego Forlan, all of the like, top players. And uh, they were, so I think, in essence, this is celebrating this Atletico team for so many years. So I'm, I'm very happy for them. Uh, I'm happy that this happened. And I hope this also sort of means more transfer budget and, uh, you know, an opportunity for them to build a dynasty. Yeah, and uh, they remind me a little bit of Leicester. Oh, I have to say Leicester. I'm going to bring Leicester into as many conversations as I can. But uh, in terms of, uh, they've got a top two there that they've broken and they've been doing that regularly. And um, I was so happy that they uh, pulled through. And it is one of those teams that Simeone ha- has rebuilt um, over the years. And uh, they're still, ch- uh, still uh, challenging and winning. And uh, that's really, really brilliant to see um, a third team there winning that title there. Um in terms of today, there's also title, dis- well, not title deciders, but place, uh, places being decided in league uh, and um, Serie A. Um, I'm going to start with you, Vimal. Can you see Ronaldo playing in the Europa League? Oh, it's... <laughs> I, I, I really hope he doesn't because it'd be interesting, you know, uh, to see what it's like to have no Ronaldo in the Champions League. I mean, he's, he's had enough of it. He's won everything. So maybe it's time that somebody else should win it. And I, I genuinely don't think Juventus can do it because it's, I don't know, maybe the other teams are just better. Like, I mean, Inter's already sealed. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Atlanta, I don't know, it's like two seasons ago, they was one of the most exciting teams to watch in the Champions League. And they, they're back at it. And they've, again, I think, scored the most number of goals in Serie A. So they deserve it. And Napoli is, uh, well, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, I don't know, I can't say I'm a fan of Maradona, but I've heard people talk about Maradona for so many years, including my father. And I still, I, I don't know, I sort of have this connection with Napoli, I feel, because, you know, and I, I'm genuinely, even though we, we beat them on our way to the Champions League in 2012, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's 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 really interesting to see that Juventus have fallen down because they've made the bo- the league boring, if you ask me. I mean, it's, it's year after year after year, they're just keeping on winning. Come on, there's no, there's no point in that. So I'm really happy to see that. And uh, in Spain as well, I, as much as I hate Suarez from the bottom of my heart, uh, uh, I am so happy that Barcelona and Real Madrid did not win it because they've been too arrogant and, you know, and they've, been, uh, they've, they've managed the club in a messy manner and they, they, they are actually, you know, they deserve what they're getting right now. And I'm, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> it's good to see uh, fans of the uh, so-called top six supporting the uh, smaller clubs. I, I like that. And... Uh... But let's carry on that theme, Akash. Um, I'm personally hoping uh, Lille win their final game and win the, the French Championship as well, just to uh, show PSG is not all about the money. Yeah, at this moment, every league has been sort of rattled in a way that the regular champions aren't winning except from Bayern. So that's a pretty decent sight at this moment because all of, because of the Super League and everything that happened. Anyway, to you know, elaborate on Vimal's point, I think he made a very nice point over there because Chelsea didn't see progress and instantly they fired Frank Lampard, who is a club. And yesterday, after despite of all those failures, Atletico entrusted Diego Simeone, a club legend, and he gets the job done. And let's not forget, he appeared with his team, with his low-budget team, two times in a Champions League final, both the times again against a dominated, dominated side of Real Madrid. And both the times they only fell, 
a little bit short to grasp the title and that's why they are called lost pupas because they always lose the big one and uh, see how they believed in the transition they believed in simeone and he has been there from 2012 i think or 11 and he has been making something that takes a lot of time but he always felt short of a few pieces here and there he played lorente out of his position and several other factors and now with one of the best goalkeepers in the league and with luis suarez he gets an extra bit of push he doesn't even use jao felix on a regular basis and he just gets them the trophy that's a beautiful story and that culminates into a beautiful uh, thought that others other clubs should think about i think to you know fire a manager straight away after one or two seasons is a bit hard harsh because rome wasn't built in a day on second uh, need you need to know how to build rome so that's the only point of saying you know you can't just entrust somebody to build rome uh we'll see next season with mourinho there if it can be built in the season <laughs> no, all i'm trying to say is it's very easy for you know people outside to say you know chelsea should be you know you know be in eighth position ninth you know the problem is once you don't make it to champions league this money involves this, this is a spiral this is what is happening to arsenal hmm. you just let that club which is a constant top four team go there and this whole process of building and all that if there is no money nobody is going to build a club it's very easy for everybody to sit and say oh no lampard should have been given time yeah if if chelsea had finished 7th this season the management knows the you know the financial repercussions of a season like that you will not be able to attract top players you will not be able to you know uh, spend enough money in the transfer window so i don't and come on don't compare simeone to lampard man like simeone is a Yeah, good. Oh, I just uh, I just want to share that uh, uh, Nevin was calling for Lampard's head a long time ago my friend um, and I was yeah. saying to him that Lampard here in England is a legend and there's no way Chelsea can sack him without ramifications uh, but they did it and um, but um, you know by the way Nevin it's not gone unnoticed you're wearing the Champions of Italy's uh, shirt so fair play to you as well for that um, but I think we're all agreed that it was good to see Atletico win yesterday and um you know we hope uh, uh, Juventus don't make the Champions League and Lille win the um, French Championship i think more power to the smaller clubs so cool smaller clubs <laughs> uh but um in terms of you mentioned him earlier and you think um it is a big story here and the way it came out as well is uh, Mr Kane wanting to win a few medals before he retires and um Vimal you said you hope he comes to Chelsea I don't think he will to be fair um course, I think yeah. he wants to win medals um, um <laughs> but it's going to cost quite a bit and there's only a couple of clubs can afford him um I'll start with you Vimal and do you realistically think Chelsea um, Chelsea can afford to buy him but can he fit into the system and uh, considering how much he spent last year and on the back of that do, where do you think he realistically will end up Well, uh, as you said, we we're one of the clubs who can definitely afford him. Uh, that's not going to be the problem. But I think Kane, as a, as an academy product of Spurs, wouldn't want to join a direct London rival. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming Levy wouldn't let that happen as well, because I'm, I'm, I've heard that he's a tough man when it comes to negotiations. And uh, by the looks of it, I am I am I'm, I'm I think he's going to join Manchester City because of his uh, comments on. you know his dream to play with someone like de bruyne i mean who wouldn't want to any striker's dream uh so i mean if if that happens then 
what we can all do is to stop watching the Premier League and, you know, create a second cup for the other 19 teams to win. Because, I mean, I cannot imagine City with Kane because, my God, that is going to be a disaster. <laughs> so, uh, but I, mean, I, I think that's the realistic option in, in England. Uh, I mean, you'll feed a club. Know. I mean, you'll feed a club. You've got Obama Young and uh, Lacazette you could probably tap into, see if you can uh, get them to Chelsea. Uh, but, uh, Nevin, in terms of Kane at Man City, um, do you think he'll fit into Guardiola's? Because he's got a certain way. He won't change for the player. The player will have to change to Guardiola's methods. I think he will, because again, Kane's is an exceptional talent that he has the ability to. If you see, even with Mourinho, he took up the uh, role of an assist maker also. He started releasing songs. So, he has that ability to be that uh, orchestrator of an attack as well. He's not just a one-dimensional striker who will be you know, lethal inside the box. He's quite good outside. He can control the ball, release the faster opponent. So, I think it suits the Manchester City system. And they've got a big wage, uh, you know, uh, Aguero's moving out. There's a big vacancy to fill for City. So, I think it's the most easiest fit in terms of money, in terms of, you know, opportunity and everything for Harry Kane. If I were Manchester United, I would still think about him. I know there's Kumani and Martial and Rashford and all those guys, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, nobody compares to Harry Kane. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a British lad and uh, if they have the money and the power, I don't think they have the owners to do it though. But, like, if they want to make a statement going after Harry Kane would actually make a lot of sense for uh, Because you saw what a striker like Kumani brought to United. A solid striker who can make the right runs, score goals. So imagine a Harry Kane would be like a bigger upgrade. So uh, I don't think United will go consider anything. They they're more focused on looking at Sancho and somebody in centre midfield and maybe even a defender. But um, I mean, I mean, in a hypothetical situation, uh, they can also afford and they should also at least be looking at the availability of Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And uh, Akash, do you think uh, what turned uh, Harry Kane's mind was that Hamza Chowdhury has now won more medals than Harry Kane? And he thought, you know, I need to get out of Spurs. I think Spurs were building a good team at one, uh, uh, at, uh, at one point, before two, three, two years. And they reached a Champions League final. They were contesting for the title. They were challenging for it. And then what happened is, after they lost their Champions League final against Liverpool, they had this idea of building the new stadium, which demands a lot of finances to go into that. And after that moment, you did not see a, a good recruitment from the Tottenham side. And the, overall, the team just looks, you know, you start from Harry Kane, then uh, Son Heung Min, and then until you, you reach Hugo Lodis, there is a significant drop in the quality of the players. Dele Ali has dropped his form and then you don't have a system that works. And slowly, before you realize, you are losing players, you are losing your momentum, you are losing your heritage. The same thing has been, happen has been happening with Arsenal this season. They have an inexperienced squad. Their players don't gel all that well. And they did not make a major signing for as long as I can remember after Aubameyang, they didn't, you know, really brought in a starlet from another club. And Pepe? Is... Yeah, go on. Pepe is a uh, big sign. Right? 
I, I think they uh, Tottenham a bit like Leicester at the um, you know issue of um, somebody playing second fiddle to Harry Kane and that wasn't going to happen and there was no player top level player that was going to come in there. But I totally agree with you. Their focus went off. Um, I think a couple of things happened. The stadium happened, and Mourinho came in. Um, he's a disruptor. He's he, he's he's not a um, uh, great at um, bringing in young players or man management as we found out. Um, but um, I want to uh, talk about the Champions League because we won't be able to talk uh, on the podcast before then very quickly. But just to go to each of you and say, given a choice between Haaland and Kane, Avimov? Uh, Kane any day because he's been he's, he's used to the Premier League, he's English, and he's going to guarantee at least one title. Haaland could be like a Werner, you know, coming from Germany and maybe he sees better than Werner. I don't know. But England is a difficult, different league. People take time to adjust. And I would rather spend on Harry Kane and get those trophies rather than making a long-term investment. Because right now, as Nevin said, we need a trophy. I think I've never seen Chelsea not with a trophy in the last... Like, I mean, it's it's every year we win at least one trophy, you know. And it is difficult to see that we haven't done that last year and maybe even this year, so... Uh, Nevin, a young uh, up-and-coming striker or an experienced person that you've got to fit into your system? Experience, experience. I think we've got enough young and upcoming players in that forward line with Otis Chavos, all those, all, all sort of people. So experience, Harry Kane, any day. I'd love him also. Uh, I love he can, he can also be dirty. We need that dirty side for the striker. Uh, if I mean, I would even say uh, Lukaku would be. I, I don't think Lukaku is going, but even a Lukaku would be more better than say Haaland right now. In respect to Haaland, but uh, I'm sorry, uh, I was just saying Lukaku is a realistic option, but yes, maybe uh, I, I I don't know. It's just that fact that uh, you know why would Inter want to let him go considering season's had. Uh, but like yeah, uh, I, I don't think Haaland is ready. Maybe he will come and dominate. You never know. He's got the physique for it and all that. But, you know, German leagues tend to give a lot more space. That's why, say, somebody like Werner really thrived because he could run. He could run the ball. Uh, and you could you can see that's where sort of Haaland also thrives on. He gets that space and then he unleashes out very powerful left-foot shots. So, um, yeah, I don't think Haaland is ready. But, like, if Haaland goes to somebody like a Guardiola, then it's a different case because these are like top managers, even a club, for example. They can, you know, evolve and improve. And I remember Firmino before, uh, before Klopp got him and after and sort of how Klopp transformed Firmino into the player he is today. So, uh, top managers obviously will, you know, fancy a prospect of working with somebody like Haaland. Uh, uh, but I think for Chelsea, I think it's better. Uh, given a choice between Harry Kane and Haaland, I would obviously take Harry Kane. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see where he ends up because um, there will be, uh, you know, um, a lot of speculation and where he goes. I think Man City are the favourites. Um, but bringing everybody down to earth, uh, Akash, um, I think Edward might just get as many goals as uh, Kane next season if he comes to um, the Foxes. He's a brilliant player. I have I have watched two or three games of his. And uh, the way he is very, he's very selfless, first of all. I saw this one time he was playing versus uh, Rangers and he was almost falling down, still provided an assist to uh, one of the men who just drilled it past uh, Gerard's team. So he's a very, very good option for us. But I think we should also look at the free agency this time because there are a couple of, you know, industrious uh, 
players out there who are available for free. And even Barcelona is exploring the their options from the free agency this time. So I think that would be a great option because we we are a team who needs to you know reinforce our squad. We have seen how it hurts us in the long term as this season provided the scenarios to you know see that more clearly. And there is that. And Nevin, I've got a question for you. You expect Lukaku to return back to the Premier League for Chelsea? I don't. I mean, I think he's uh, he's enjoying it. So I don't see why he should. Your shirt says otherwise. No, I I have like a collection of jerseys, so I just keep uh, I keep uh, just you know changing one from the other. And the thing is, I've gotten too fat for you know wearing this outside, so I can only wear these podcasts. So I could use them quite wisely. <laughs> Problem. Just to uh, add to that, I think Inter are in a bit of a uh, messy situation with regards to their Chinese owners, you know, in some financial trouble, which is why I thought Lukaku is a realistic option. And also, to both the Leicester fans here, what about trusting with Ian Acho? He has been phenomenal. I mean, he has, but we, we, uh, Leicester need to look at their long term plan for replacing Vardy. I think Vardy will play a few games. Uh, I think they'll definitely bring a striker in 100%. I mean, they're talking about uh, the guy from Brentford yesterday who played in the uh, playoffs. Uh, I'd go with Edward. I think Edward has played in the Brendan. Um, but um, for those uh, rich clubs, uh, we have uh, supermarkets here, Akash. The rich people uh, shop at Waitrose and the likes of me, uh, uh, Tesco. So we're talking about brands at Tesco that uh, Nevin and Bimo will just not uh, know about. So they won't know Edward. So, you know, they, they know about the Lukaku's and Haaland's and uh, Kane's. But uh, I mean, I, I, where I we shop, to... uh, not a lot of people know these brands. But like... Uh... Uh, when Ben Drama was sort of impressing last time around, I thought people, you know, more clubs would be interested in uh, the Brentford uh, figure. But I mean, I think it depends on the manager. Can... He's he, under Moyes. He's not had the same. I think Brendan, yeah. it, a bit like Pep and Klopp, what you said, um, turn turn young players. So we'll see what happens. Um, we have to talk about the big game next week. Um, for you guys anyway, um, and uh, we'll be looking on as interested neutrals looking for a good proper final, uh, Man City, Chelsea, you should be going in with a lot of confidence on the back of the late recent results against um, uh, Man City. Tuchel seems to know um, how to beat them. Uh, Vimo, going in there confident? No, no. That's that's what I'm going to say because, you know, we are not winning when it when when it matters the most. And maybe, maybe Guardiola was just giving Tuchel some you know, break, you know, okay, let him think that he can get 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 the better of me. And, you know, when it really matters, I'm going to show him who's the boss. And I, I don't know why I'm so, you know, negative or skeptical, but the way this season has been going, I don't know. I, I don't have any more nails left on my hands to bite. So I, I am you're, really you're sounding like a Leicester fan. So you're getting there. You're getting there. Transition will be easy for you. <laughs> so Blue is the colour, but just a different thing. Yeah, I am not confident going into the match. But I'm going to watch it anyway, win or lose. <laughs> Nevin? Same, same. Um, oh my I goodness. Think, How can I you say that the... with the millions of pounds of players you've got on the bench? Forget the first team. You've got a, a manager that's one of the elite managers. You've got a, you're playing at a club that you've beaten just recently. And both of you yeah. sounding so... I'll tell you why. Because both the times we played City is not been their top side. 
I, I think what is their top side? Does Pep know? He's got a top squad, but does he yeah, know? But a I think level? what is a top side according to me is when they play one defensive midfielder. So um, that means the likes of Foden, Maris, De Bruyne, all are starting, and that's scary. That's very. <laughs> I mean, imagine that attack force uh, unleashed um, uh, on any defense. I think it sort of gives me the eerie vibes of watching our women uh, team play the. Champions League final against Barcelona. Yeah, and they just just went like they just went berserk. Uh, do you start wondering or not? Sorry? Do you start Werner in the final or not? Of course, yes, yes. Start Werner. Because Werner keeps running into these spaces and that's the only way to, you know, uh, destroy the shape of a defense. So I don't think anybody else can do it for Chelsea. Uh, unless say Havertz wants to, you know. I have those kind of matches. I think against uh, Real Madrid, he did play, but Real Madrid is a slower side. Um, especially their midfield wasn't moving with the same pace as what City's uh, midfield was doing. So, um, uh, Werner, I think, uh, has to start considering there is no alternative for Chelsea. But uh, it won't be easy by any sort of implication. I'm not, as a fan and as a supporter, obviously, I want the team to win and I, I'm going to watch that match thinking that Chelsea is going to win. But like since it's a podcast and since we have to put on a neutral face, I'm gonna say this is gonna be a very tough competition. And I think City should be considered the favorites considering you know the season they've had, if Champions Pink played uh, chance to win the treble. You know, yeah, exactly. So let's see. Uh we're both neutrals. Um, you know, after uh, uh, Chelsea, uh, what Chilwell said about before the FA Cup game, um I'm a little bit favouring Man City, sorry, Vimal Nevin, simply because of that one play in the comment he made. But uh, where, where do you stand on this one, Akash? After the last two matches, are we really neutral? I think not, because you can consider Chelsea as our uh, rival going forwards from this point on. Because <laughs> See, Nevin and doing... Vimal are both laughing at that. <laughs> I'm not laughing. They don't have, the have Arsenal at this point. The, the only good option are us. No, I, I'm sort of like, I'm not I'm disliking the whole whitewashing of Leicester being a sweet side. What, what what happened in the dressing room is absolutely untrue. You can't be throwing, a, you know, a club's uh, flag around. And that's that's yeah. uh, like very disrespectful. Yeah, it was uncanny and it was not something that you would expect from Leicester. So, yeah, if yeah. the banter is going to go on, I think we're going to give it back saying, hey, listen, stop quartering <laughs> your club. I mean, this is, you know, I mean at the end of the day, that's... I mean, at the end of the day, that's the problem. Like, everything should not be posted on Instagram. Yeah, or maybe, maybe you shouldn't do certain things. And yeah, Marke, yeah. Marke, <laughs> he, he was out of order when he did that. That was a very big disrespect. Uh, you should be uh, gracious winners. Uh, that's what's taught from the schools anyway in England. Uh, but Akash, he probably, um, probably gave uh, Chelsea the impetus to go and perform on that Tuesday night. Yeah, like I think uh, what what Chilwell said before the FA Cup game probably you know spurred on certainly it spurred on the fans and I think that probably reflected the passion and um, you saw the reception he got when Chilwell came on. Yep. So sometimes the players you know need to leave their cameras in their hotels and what have you it might be beneficial. But Amarke was out of order, no doubt. Akash, uh, Man City, Chelsea. I don't know if you said. Yeah, so I want Pep. Pep is a hungry man, so I want his hunger to be quenched because we have got to play the community shield against them. So let them get that trophy. I want to win the community shield and make it two. I've already, I've already booked that weekend I, off. 
I'll tell you what though, as somebody who's seen a lot of Community Shield matches, whenever your team wins a Community Shield, they have a horrible season. This has always happened. Just watch out. Uh, so if if City wins the you know Community Shield, they're not going to win the title next year. So you have to choose what you want. Community Shield is not worth trophy worth pursuing at all. It's it should be seen as a practice. Match. One of your former managers counts as a proper trophy. Mourinho counts it as a proper trophy. Oh, but for for United, not for us. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, reliving last week's and um, incredible day, a day that we'll never forget as Leicester fans. Uh, Vimal, Nevin, um, good to have the uh, Chelsea viewpoint. Uh, as always, I'll get it from um, Nevin, but uh, Vimal, now that I know you're a Chelsea fan, I'll bear that in mind. But I've got... Uh, by, by the way, how long have I got? You're here for a year or longer? I'll be here for the next uh, two years at least. Well, so. you'll easily be a uh, Leicester fan yes. by Christmas, so no problem there. <laughs> uh, Nevin, the story behind the names to end the show. Yeah, oh, can you tell I probably, I, I'm on my laptop, so I probably won't be able to show you. But, like, I've got two kittens now at my home. Um, basically, uh, they was, I mean, they're um, kids of a stray cat uh, sort of gave birth in a friend's home and uh, uh, the mother was sort of uh, moving away and there was a cyclone burst so they wanted somebody to shelter the cats and I was like and I want to bring them home obviously there was a lot of drama because my parents are really happy about you know two kittens uh, <laughs> you know running around the house so we live upstairs we've got like a two-story house so me and my cats here and parents downstairs it's, it feels like a two house and um, full-time parenting is a, I mean it's a job I'm telling hey. you parenting is, a, <laughs> parenting is a very hard job is and, that the cat uh, Nevin uh, Akashi sharing is that one of the kittens sorry how, how do I see Akash yeah I have to speak for that yes for yes, yes 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 yeah that's that's uh, that's Tello and the other one's Kani uh, both of them look very similar so it's very difficult yeah, yeah. I, I keep calling each other. I mean, they cats probably confused. So I call, keep calling each other the different names. And uh, uh, but they're a little underweight. They're a little sick right now, so we need like a little more extra care. They've got like worms in their tummy and uh, all that stuff. Where did but, the names uh, come from? Uh, Axe. Oh, I don't know. Like uh, they've got like a turtle-like patch on their, uh, you know, on their back side. So I thought I'll name after Ninja Turtles. Right, okay. Yes. Uh, so I thought the, I'll, I'll call one Dona and the other Tello. But um, one cat is actually very naughty. So the Malayalam word for uh, naughty is Kusarpi. And there is uh, an actress that goes by the name Kani Kusarpi. So I, I named the cat Kani instead. So that's Kani and Tello. So the Dona Tello is half of Tello remains. And then instead of Dona, I named the, uh, yeah, the cat Kani. I also wanted like clear two different sounding names so that uh, the cats are clear who I'm calling. Brilliant. Well, from a couple of messages, they've already got huge fans. So I think next stage for you is to create a Twitter handle for both of them. And uh, well, I'm going to keep them away from Twitter. Twitter is very <laughs> Let the kids have fun. Brilliant. Well, we'll get updates from yourself on the on this podcast for all the fans Absolutely. of Kani and Tello. I'll introduce them. Subscribe to this channel. This is the only way you'll get updates on how the two are getting Absolutely. on. Exclusives. Fantastic. 
Vimal, uh, brilliant to have you on the show. And uh, like you. I said, um, hopefully we'll meet up very soon now that the restrictions are being lifted and we'll be able to enjoy a pint inside and uh, catch a couple of the Euros. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're nearby, so it will happen. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure having thank you on the thank show. Thank you for having me. Akash, absolutely brilliant as always. Loving, you know, when there's a fellow Fox, you know, we get a bit of uh, realism on the show because it's always dominated by all these uh, big clubs and their fans. But thank you for joining us today. Fingers crossed for today. You know, we're going to enjoy it. Last week made our summer. So regardless, we're going to be in Europe. So we'll be touring around Europe in one way or another. So I'm looking forward to that. But thank you for joining us today as well, Akash. Thank you, everybody. Nevin, thank you as always. Um, yes, and we will catch up soon. Leave some fingernails for next Saturday. So we'll see how they are on Sunday. And uh, have a great week all. Stay safe. Take care, everybody.